Like him, Steven Seagal. Drink a bunch of Tylenol and fall asleep at the mall. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Get into Geek. Uh, we're talking movies, and this one, if you haven't already been clued on by that music, it's featured in Black Panther. That's what we're talking, the latest Marvel offering uh, for a lovely Valentine's Day weekend. My name is Mitch. <laughs> Joining me, Maddie Gibson. Yo. And Brendan Gibson. Hello. What's doing? Let's talk full so spoilers. In the house. Oh, yeah. Wickety, wickety, what? <laughs> Look at DJ, oh yeah Uh, We're talking full spoilers Uh, So if you uh, accidentally clicked on this one We do also have a non-spoilers, we're good like that We're offering it to you if you haven't seen the film But you want to check out what it's like It's absolutely free, go check it out It's probably one below this on our podcasting channel So uh, pause this one, go back And listen to this uh, if you want to get Right into the nitty gritty of Black Panther That's your last warning, let's get straight into it Spoilers How are we going to kick it off? We always do it with a major spoiler to kick it off Just in case some idiot's still listening Circus died straight up. There you done. See ya. Digging a body. We normally need a joke spoiler first, not an actual uh, actual spoiler. No. Suck it. How many people did they kill in this movie? I was movie? talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't last as many movies as what he did in that series. No. I mean, he had six films in him before. Uh... The good thing though was Smeagol and Bilbo back at it. Yep. Just, enjoyed that. Just having a monologue just, off like they were in the yeah. cave in The Hobbit, you know? Just talking about old times. I want to say it's a movie trope, but letting the two white guys die first just doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this could be racist, but it won't be. Jesus. Brace yourselves. Mitch, hover over the beach. No, I couldn't, I couldn't help but think that this storyline was exactly like The Lion King. No. Yeah, man. Uh, it's real close. At what, it is... at what point was T'Challa... So distraught by his father's death and his uncle forcing him to run away, like T'Challa took well, didn't up the say obviously the, copy. The, a few <laughs> little incestual things there that are a little bit different, but the parallels are pretty unique. You got your dad Mufasa symbol, you got your Simba. He's he's off in the dream world. I, you are the king, the one true king, and then you've got the offshoot Scar, who has scars all over his body. Michael B. Jordan, right? With the help of the bloody, what are they called? I wasn't sure of yeah which group they were. Oh, there was so much to take in. There's so much world building yeah, within one country. It's Lion King of this film until the until the last uh, act. It was the Lion King. Okay, I, I wasn't comfortable. With I that. wasn't drawing parallels, but honestly, <laughs> the I reckon... hyenas <laughs> was his friend yep. who turned on him, brought him into the pack, and then he became king. Hello, <laughs> hello. Scar became king. It's in Africa. And Maddie, then it's there. He got banished. And then the big fat dude, Pumbaa, helped him back. Yes. What up? At what point did he get what banished? Up? When was he banished? When he got thrown over the waterfall. He wasn't banished. He was killed. Well, well you know, he wanted him away from he the didn't throne. Die. He didn't say, so, he didn't not, die. I'm not comfortable with any of this. Come what? on, man. It's pretty good. What do you mean comfortable? They're like, we're not. <laughs> how you make. Guys, guys, guys. There are more that makes us similar than what divides us, okay? Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, like and that. I love Forrest that Whitaker was Rafiki for Shizzle Manizzle. He yes, was a little actually, bit. he was a little bit Rafiki. In multicolored paint all over his face, man, he was absolutely Rafiki. And he carried a big stick. All right, look, full disclosure, you guys know me. I normally will have a special shirt for premieres that I get excited about. Hey, what are you wearing tonight? I'm just wearing my um, Seth Trek one tonight, only because the one that I had planned didn't arrive in time. Which I'm a bit disappointed. That's about. just poor planning. Yeah. Well, in the movie came you knew this was coming out like a, a while probably, ago. probably two years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Power will give you 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> Look, and this is not going to help my situation, but this is the shirt I was going to be wearing tonight. Oh, <laughs> shit! Yes. All right. Check out our socials. Try and describe Thank that, you. please. That is the the picture Rafiki draws of Simba in um in his little tr- in, in his the Lion juice, King juice on the wall morphed into Black Panther. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You, you just proved my hypothesis. You had that ready to go. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. This is why you're right. Um, <laughs> and I may have bought a singlet for Lincoln as well because he loves it as yes. much as I do. Look, I wasn't drawing parallels, but I reckon, no joke, 10 minutes into this film, and I found myself thinking, that I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited now to watch the live-action Lion King when it comes out next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, just... What? It's, it's, stop as, pretending like it's racist. It's not a racist thing. Like I man. love white guys sitting in a room here. I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. What? I I don't get that. I don't I don't agree it's with just, that. I'm at just all. saying the storyline. It just happened to be both in Africa. I yeah. Know, but now saying talking- Avatar is like Pocahontas or like Dances with Wolves is not racist. It's, oh, yeah. it's drawing parallels with yeah, storylines. You know, Angel- and about eight other films <laughs> when as well. You've got Angela Bassett voicing. Uh, Mufasa's wife, and then she's the queen in this one. I just is she really right. in the live action? Yeah, well, no, in the original as well. No, she didn't. Are you sure? No, no, no. That okay, that, act- just... that actress actually, or voice actress actually died. Oh, okay. Well, it must be the two years ago. Um, yeah. the Lion King in the live, live action. action one, no, I just voicing, I think um, because the Lion King came out when we were eight. I will get back to Black Panther, but I'm just like I'm so uncomfortable right now. Mike, oh my god, why? Because I said off, it might fine. be racist. We can cut that bit <laughs> out. Yeah, it's fine. It's just a storyline bit. <laughs> my, but my, uh, my kids now, i got uh, three sons, two of them obviously viewing age for The Lion King and have been for a while, but i got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And we've watched The Lion King. And for me, obviously, the first time in, in a couple of years. And I remembered why I love that movie so much. And I found this, the CD soundtrack in the, in the shed. And I said, well, now we can play this in the car. They it's love Hakuna Matata, rather. Well, you know, with all my other CDs because... Well, I can, no, I'm not going to pretend I don't have physical media, but whatever. And I'm playing that. And I actually found myself, I was playing the score when I was just driving by myself. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm listening. I honestly, I'll make this pledge now because I'm sure we'll talk about The Lion King when it comes out in 12 or 18 months. I might cry in the first five minutes of that circle of life scene. Like, I get goosebumps listening to that song driving in the car. I don't know what people think about me when they pull up next to me in the set of lights. It's a circle of life. And man, I'm this grown-ass man I listening saw, to The I Lion King. I saw the stage play of The Lion King and mm. it was freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, that thing's incredible. Gives you goosebumps. Yeah. And that, that, that the music from at the end when he finally starts to take the steps up Pride Rock and the music kicks in because he, he realizes who he's got to be. And yeah. they don't have the voice the voice yeah. track in the soundtrack. Yeah. But I in my head is remember... <laughs> Of Mufasa, and I get goosebumps to the point where I, I honestly nearly tear up. I made this movie better myself, <laughs> but I found myself. Awesome. I'm like, but but with all that, I'm like, as as much as John Favreau did a fantastic job with the live action Lion King, and I trust him and the team. All the voice actors coming back, and the voice actors coming into Who's the project. John Favreau, think he is. <laughs> doing awesome things <laughs> kicking off the MCU and doing wonderful Disney live action movies but I, I I'm so worried about that movie because I'm like it was it's such a good animated movie do we need to make it a live action thing no. 
but the answer is no. It's the answer is no. We don't have. We just to. made Black Panther. But <laughs> Maddie's so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but this movie obviously kicks off. It's post Civil War. We're in spoilers now. We can talk about it. They mentioned that it's a week after T'Chaka is his father. Just call him Mufasa. I am Mufasa. It. My father was Chakaka. There you go. So he he <laughs> died a week ago, yes, which is obviously T'Chaka. very early on in uh, Civil War. So it's well, only a couple of days only after takes the place over like three days. Yeah. Doesn't it? So after... this takes place. This film starts three days after the events of Civil War. Pretty much. So he's still dealing with the with the death of his father. They have buried his father. He becomes the king and goes to the ancestral plane, which is fucking cool. Like just. Oh, all the shit, all the traditional shit that goes in this movie is so awesome. And he goes and he actually talks to his father. And I, again, like I've mentioned the podcast before, I've been a father for five years now, but it still hits me. I think about my own dad. I think about being a father to my kids. And just those key it's moments. circle where, of life. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to tear up again. And he's talking to his father and saying, I'm not ready. He goes, of course you're ready to be king. He goes, no, I'm not ready to be here without you. And I just... I, I did see the parallels what Brennan's talking about. It's got nothing to do with like, oh, it's Africa and Africa and that's it's racist. It's got nothing to do with that. Just story parallels, strong thematic yeah. themes, fathers and sons and becoming who you were born to be. Yeah, it's strong. You you have to admit how good that makes you feel when you're watching movies like that that conjure up mm. emotion that you sometimes you don't want to think about that. No. It's hard. Yeah, there's some real, like escapist shit going to well, see I'm a superhero inside, movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you go Just and watch bury this. it with alcohol, mate. <laughs> That's how we do what we do. So I yeah, I I've really dug the, the emotional gut punches this this movie carried. Just the, the themes throughout, just the real world building richness that this had. And you can go back to all that sort of stuff is in our non spoilers chat, but I just I loved how they just hit the ground running with this movie and continued on what Civil War started. Gave him his own solo film. It didn't go over old ground to the point where it felt like you were watching an origin film. It was like a sequel because with Michael B. Jordan coming and revealing himself to be a long-lost cousin and he's mm. not an heir to the throne, but if he challenges, well, he's got the royal blood, so technically he has a right to challenge that for it. That pissed me off. Why, why would and he go, yeah, challenge accepted? It's like, mate, we had the challenge. I'm yeah. king now. Yeah, you, like, you, you can wait. wait. Yeah. You have to wait till the next Yeah, next, next coronation. Yeah, wait till my yeah. son, my unborn son's, you know, yeah. yeah. And then you can be Scar yeah. to my Simba. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this, this is it now. <laughs> what? <laughs> God. Everyone's uh, making this bad to you because you keep yeah. saying this sounds bad. Now, yeah. No one was asking the question until you now told them to Now this podcast is going to go viral. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Matty. <laughs> and then everyone will go, what was the big deal? So you're costing us people that we never had. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, is it sexist if I say the the women in this movie were awesome? Somehow no. it must be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come be. on, mate. I want you to talk. You've got a microphone in front of you. Yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> you guys just finished and I'll... I'll um... I think we've moved on. Yeah. Several times. We're trying to. <laughs> you wouldn't know because you're drawing. Or are you still playing with that Rubik's Cube? No, I'm drawing a Rubik's Cube now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me dead. Oh, um, so there was okay. Um, oh, he's back, oh, Matty Gibson. Um, and I've said both in both reviews now how much I like this. I, I, I want to say just out at first viewing, and not not that I didn't expect a lot of this movie. Like I was expecting a lot of things, and because uh, reviews have started to come out around the world, the world premiere was about two weeks ago. I want to say, and the hype for this film has been so real. My God, the ticket sales. Uh, like the biggest the MCU's ever seen, like pre-sales and things, and the way that it's been tweeted about, and just you know the Rotten Tomatoes score. It's it was hundred percent for a while now. It's at like ninety-seven percent as of this recording. 
there's so much hype and positivity going into this movie and the fact that this character kicked ass when he was introduced in Civil War. I was expecting a lot out of this movie. I want to say this is the most I've enjoyed a Marvel movie since... It's going back a while, like for the like coming oh, out the first time. I love the action, especially yeah. in Korea. Actually, the first fight was annoying because it was really dark. I don't know. Yeah, it was, and it's choppy, and I'm going. I don't even see. I yeah, had, in I the jungle, an and I think that could have been really a really cool fight. Yeah. But it was. Yeah, I don't think you need the shaky cam when it's dark. Yeah, I was sitting think, next to you, Madam. You were going. Yeah, kind of same as me. I think the fight choreography was some of the best we've seen but it wasn't shot as well as we've seen. Like I mm. think when you compare to say Winter Soldier was when they really upped the hand-to-hand combat when mm. you had Cap and Bucky going going at it. That was shot so well. Like you got all those individual beats through there. Whereas I think the thing that let it down was the actual direction and the shot composition because it was very mm. jumpy. Um, even in the casino scene as well, a lot of those sort of following shots were really sort of jarring and yeah. didn't really... Because uh, there were some amazing movements going on, but it just wasn't capturing them in in a in the way that I think would have would have done them justice. I think yeah. for me that was the only real detractor from this film as a total was mm, yeah yeah everything else to me was almost bang on perfect. Yeah, like I think for me Winter Soldier I think is my favorite MCU film. Like I love. Off. Yeah, no, no, no it is, I'm, honestly. I'm the same. Winter Soldier. I, I love go home. Winter Soldier. Mate, well, <laughs> go home. Guys, Bucky is the biggest bitch And you're not Team Cap and, so and you hate shit. Bucky. No, but I just, the, the movie, I love the Winter Soldier. <laughs> no. I, I loved it the first time I watched it. I love it no since. Way. Later that year was Guardians, and I really liked Guardians the first time I watched it. But then second viewing, I actually found, I, I just think comedies just don't hold up the more you watch them because the, the jokes aren't you aren't hearing it for the first time I do love Guardians Age of Ultron for me the first time I watched it and I think I've only watched it like two times and that was cinemas I haven't watched it since uh, was you know it was a little bit of a of a letdown just because the first one was so good Ant-Man was great like I think maybe yeah. it's probably my favourite like first experience since Ant-Man and I know Civil War came out since then but I know we, we said on the podcast like I really enjoyed Civil War there were just a, a few moments in there like the big moments and that airport scene is like 80% for me it's just it it just breaks away from things to focus on other things that I would it yeah. just took me out and I, I rewatched it I, I rewatched <laughs> I rewatched 75% of the film last so night the Winter Soldier was his favourite MCU movie <laughs> no, no. so we, we know he's crazy. So we, we've been, we've but, been talking about um, sort of during our group chats and stuff like that. We've been talking about doing, yes, yeah. doing a podcast about ranking all of our MCU films, like from one to, what are we, 20 now or something like that, 18 or 19. Oh, uh, yeah. Like and I will say that Winter Soldier is in my top three. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the f*** is wrong it's with you two? It's an amazing film. It is, no. is phenomenal. No, it's not. The only thing I remember is Bucky falling off the train. I'm like, good, he's dead. That was the first cap. That was good. A, that even was better. In- like I hate him. He's shit. Good. That was a different film. I'm glad it was a different film. <laughs> good. Because I've hated him since day dot. Then. It makes so much more sense. <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah, first time viewing. Oh, Bucky man. Like seriously. <laughs> I'm not oh, about come Bucky. on, Cap. Come on the bad side. He's like a. F- you, Tony, and fucking tries to kill his Bucky best mate. Never says come on the bad side. <laughs> yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Civil War, of course he does. No, he doesn't. Pining for him. Little. Watch it with captions last night. He definitely says it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but 
Welcome to the uh, bad side. And then he rocks up the we end of this cookies. one, and you're like, could you be any more deadpan? <laughs> like, really? Geez, coming well, from you, that's saying Well, something. I'm not getting if paid anything, a million dollars every f***ing appearance. If anything, he's properly awake for the first time in about 70 years. So, I tell you <laughs> what, he did look... How's your arm? He looked more like Jesus than I've ever seen any human yeah. since Christ himself. Like, like, he has been working out in that cryogenic chamber. Like, I tell you, like, I feel yeah. like he's yeah. gotten bigger since, Oh, he's jacked, but he comes war. out, he's luscious, clean hair. We haven't seen him with clean hair since the first Avengers, so 1944, 45. He's, he's like, perfectly manicured beard. And he's wearing robes that only drape over Off one shoulder, shoulder. Yeah. and he's probably barefoot. I don't know. I'm coming. I'm like, <laughs> you are, are you auditioning no, for the passion too? What's he's going to walk across that lake. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> well, imagine he's wearing those sandals that T'Challa got made fun of. That's oh what yeah. He's wearing. yeah, oh yeah, that was that was pretty good gear actually from mm. the sister. What are those? Shuri was great. Yeah, and I, I think that kind of character with that sort of wit about it within that world, you know, because she kept breaking away, like it, during the ceremony, and she's like, "This is really uncomfortable to wear. Can we just hurry this shit up?" And they're like, yeah. "Oh, come on, come on. You know, this is tradition." Or you know, when she gives her brother the finger, and the queen's like, "Oh, Shuri, don't do that." And she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, mum. The, the mum's very serious, you know." Yeah. That kind of character. Oh, and she's like, "Your highness," and he's like, "Please stop yeah. it." So they, they've got yeah. a great relationship. I think so the, if the, the movie as a whole really balances tradition and just modern young people really well like it yeah. honors both of uh, those I, things doesn't make it too cheesy by them being too sort of you know out of Africa kind yeah. of characters they live in the modern world yeah. I mean, with all their tech and all that sort of stuff I found the that's, balancing act of that really really on point that's my favourite thing about this movie I think my brother Link who has been on the podcast before and I know what he would like about this film and I said to him you are going to love just the the, the cultural heaviness of this movie everything they throw at you in this film you are going to love because it's dripping in that the entire film but i said more importantly than that it's they're the most advanced civilization in the world like it's essentially they've, it's guardians of the galaxy set in africa like yeah. the, the, their technology yeah. is space level like yeah, intergalactic sort of shit but set it. in the middle of the jungle and reminded me a bit like stargate atlantis because it's next level yeah, that's just what, that's what that's like. Everything they had was just like ten steps above what we really have, or in that world even what Tony Stark's come up with and things like that. But they're still getting around, and they're wearing like traditional clothing, you know, and they're mm. carrying spears as weapons. Like they're, they're they're battling with physical melee weapons and shit. They they the nature of him becoming the king, like he's got body paint on, and he has to perform in front of you know his his people and you know followers and things like yeah, the, the four different tribes. such a wonderful mix that yeah a, a race could be that advanced technologically in our modern world yet still hold on to what they treasure what made them them for the last hundreds of thousands of years or whatever like that's just so fucking cool i love mm. that shit yeah. and it's like i i feel like Again, look, we're we're three thirty-one year old, whatever you know, uh, white Australian men. But I'm watching this. I'm like, oh god, what, what do we have? That it's is, not about race. Like, where we, we're, no, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm watching this all the the, the cultural traditional stuff and that dates back thousands of years. As Australia, we're only two hundred and something years old as far as mm. colonization. That was a word that was thrown around this film. You know, um, mm. not 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 accidentally at all, but. I just I love that historical shit that they just that they use in this film and it's a superhero movie. It doesn't feel like that for a lot of it. Like until he puts in that suit, it's about a guy trying to take over a monarch, really. Like it's yeah. fucking awesome. I was actually I don't know how I really feel about Michael B. Jordan in this movie, but I couldn't disagree with 
his anything his character was saying. Like he got left as an orphan, mm. and then he's pissed off because he finds the truth. And then he's like, you know what? I want to share the technology. I I don't understand why they were saying, you know, like. Yeah, but then he gets to the point where he says, I want to share the technology so that I can dominate the entire planet. Like, he does get a bit maniacal no, not, at the end uh, there. Yeah, well, he doesn't, he it doesn't does because sh- it goes into full-on warfare. But in the no, premise no, of his argument... His, when he's sitting on his throne, he's like, I'm going to... Yeah, gonna he's going to give all the ordinance. dogs out there and yeah. we're going to destroy the rest of the world and, to the and oppressed. take them over. Like, what's, what's bad about that? You give it to the oppressed so then it evens it out a bit. Oh no! Let, let's leave Donald Trump in charge. They said <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know I get what you mean. Like up until that point, like I want to say, like while we have, like you said, Maddie, we're thrown around the idea, and we will probably do. I would really love to do it before Infinity War comes out to sit down in this room. We'll have Reese come in as it usually is for our movie chats, and actually rank our order of MCU uh, films. I've got a list on my phone. I'm done. But we, yeah, well, you're, you're ready. No, but we've already... No, no, no. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> come on. Come on. No. It's already tense enough in here. Um, <laughs> but um, we've also joked about doing like a, a villains one and it's like not so much the best because there's only a couple of really good MCU villains, but... Well, I want to talk about that in a minute. So. As far as like layered and motive and all that sort of stuff... Loki stands out because while well, he's bad, but he's also like you. You, you watch the nah, first Thor. Loki's shit. We well, might be shit, but the first one you actually watch him. You're like, I kind of sympathise with you because he's he's yeah, he looks yeah, really yeah. bad, yeah. but he actually loves his mum. He loves his dad. He doesn't want to. Hurt. He actually everything he does in that first film, he wants their approval. He's just going about yeah. it the wrong way, and he still loves his brother. He just acts like a dick. It's like I'll kill you first, and then I'll talk to you about it nicely like, after. Yeah. And this guy, like up until the point where he's like, let's go give weapons to every ancestral. Uh, African person in the world to mm. take up arms against our oppressors. Up until that point, you're like, I, I, I really see your side. Like, yeah, your yeah. father was murdered. You found his body. Then you found out who did it and why. Then you dedicated your life to coming back and not so much taking what was rightfully yours because he wasn't, you know, the firstborn or the firstborn to the firstborn or anything. But it, yeah, it, it's the, probably the first or the, the the main villain out of all the MCU villains that. You really see their side of the argument. Yeah, I do. It's it's rarely done, but I love it when a bad guy you can relate to the bad guy. Yeah, and he he just goes that one or two steps overboard. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you just went too far with it, man. Like, mm. it's it's so well done, but it, it it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, well, and here's the thing: you brought up you brought up Loki because you know everyone does say he's he's you know the best Marvel villain out there. He's also the only one that's still friggin' alive. Mm. I'm really <laughs> yeah. getting annoyed with killing off all these all these villains. Um, and the ones that haven't killed off, like you got the Abomination from The Incredible Hulk, and I know you don't have count. a lot of love for The Incredible Hulk, but count. they didn't kill off that, that villain. But because the movie's sort of the forgotten child of the MCU, it's he's a forgotten villain as well. Yeah. Like, I understand, spoiler alert for Ragnarok, I understand not imprisoning Hela because, you know... She she's too powerful, and it's like, well, she, they had no way to imprison her. But it's like Killmonger, yeah, he can go in the raft, he can go in a normal ass prison, mm. and to come back, they. But as far as I'm aware, they've killed off Claw as well. He could have come back. He could have been that one of those recurring. In the same way, in um in the Netflix shows, you've got that arms dealer that pops up in Jessica Jones and Daredevil and that sort of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. Got his nose broken. That guy. 
It's like, well, that could be Claw. Claw could keep coming back and just popping up as a, you know, in mm. the same way in uh, the start of Winter Soldier, you had uh, Batroc at mm. the start. You know, I think he's just captured at the end. He's not. He's not killed. No, no. Um, they they refer to him in the middle of the film, but he's not. He's not dead. Yeah. Yet. So it's like they could have done that with um with Claw. So I was, I'm, I'm. But then you get those the Batrocky type villains, like in Age of Ultron, you, well, the end of Winter Soldier, but you got introduced to him. But at the start of Age of Ultron, you've got um uh, Von Strucker, who used the scepter to create um the Maximoff twins, or the, mm. the give them their powers. And it's like, oh, this is going to be a secondary villain, you know, throughout this film, or they might keep him for other ones. And he disappears, and then they see on a TV screen, it's like, oh, Ultron killed him to send us a message. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, mm. they're even killing off the sub ones. It's like, keep these fucking villains alive. Just put them in a jail. Like, we don't, yeah. you know. Because that's that's one of the whole, like, as a kid, that was one of the things that I learned very early on from cartoons and comic book movies. It's like, it's it's always harder to do the right thing. That's a lot of time. That's the, the dichotomy of, of these superheroes. It's like, well, it would be easier if they just killed this villain because mm. they wouldn't have to deal yeah. with it again. But because they're the good guys, they don't kill whenever they can help it. So it's, it's, it's like, and that's, that's the double edged sword because they're not willing to kill. They'll put these guys in prison, but then the prison system fails or the law fails and those people are let back out again. And it's like, well, that's the whole reason why superheroes exist is because the law is broken. Um, yeah. the, the prison system is broken and these, these villainous people keep getting let back out on the street <laughs> to do more bad things. So it's like, when you just kill off a character like that, it's kind of just like, uh, and then when it's always the superhero, you know, throwing the killing blow, it's just like, Oh, really? Through all that, I'm just thinking of the Lego Batman movie, and you know that starts and spoiler alert for the Lego Batman movie. But yeah. Commissioner Gordon retires, and his daughter Barbara Gordon takes over as commissioner, and she's like, "No more vigilantes. We don't need Batman anymore." And Bruce Wayne's in the crowd going, "What? What's this shit?" And then she's like, "What's he really done?" He's like, "He's done some great things." And she's like, "Joker's not caught. Penguin's not caught. The Riddler's not caught. Unless all these villains that he keeps fighting." And you watch movies, you read comics, and you're so glad they haven't been caught because he keeps getting to fight these guys, <laughs> yeah. and you're like. Yeah, Batman really, and aside from like car thieves, he does not really make a lot of impact in Gotham. Like all these super villains that are killing people and creating. They're mostly in Arkham, and there's just a poor security. Yeah. That's that's not his fault. Yeah, they're on day release and just he never just come back. back. It's an honesty system in Arkham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Revolving no, door. I, I felt a little bit the same, but Michael B. Jordan, um, th- what you said before, Brennan, because obviously Ryan Coogler directed this. He previously directed Creed with Michael B. Jordan as the lead. His first film was Fruitvale Station. Michael B. Jordan was the lead in that. So it's sort of, he's like the muse, you know, and he's mm. going to continue working with him, hopefully, uh, in the next couple of movies because they seem to work very well. But previous to this, he was the lead. Now that we've already got Chadwick Boseman as the established Black Panther, it's like, okay, well, we'll put Michael B. Jordan in as the villain. And I, I guess because I didn't know that the Killmonger backstory, I know you were hinting at it in our non-spoilers chat, Matty, but I didn't know what he was about. And I think just because in the trailer they had him talking and he was a thick American accent. Not like at the start where he had sort of an American, di- uh, African dialect in there. Mm. And just in the middle of this trailer where it's surrounded by African characters and their, and their accents. And then you've got Michael B. Jordan showing up and like, yeah, I'm here to take my throne. And it's like, oh, you yeah. just remove it. And he's, and he's dreadies looking like, looking yeah, like the weekend. Like it just sort of took me out of it a little bit. It, it sold me as the movie went on and you discovered more about him. But 
for that first half of his chunk of the movie, which really he doesn't come into it until halfway through. I actually forgot that he was in the movie. We see him at the start. Mm. Then Ulysses Claw is the bad guy for the first half of the film. Mm. Michael B. Jordan shows back up, and I'm like, oh, that's right, you're in this film. I um, think the bit that annoyed me the most was, this is a white necklace, and this is a gold necklace, and I'm like, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> like, Although, all right. I do have to say, that was a pleasant surprise to me, because I've been critical in the past of there's just that repeating thing in the MCU of the bad guy just yeah. being the dark version of the good guy. Like, you look at, mm. you know... Don't say dark, mate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you to drop it. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got Ironmonger being, you know, stealing the tech of Iron Man's suit. You've got yeah. um, Yellow Jacket stealing Ant-Man's tech. You know, there's that repeating kind of thing going through there. This one was, I think, different enough that it wasn't to... Like, if Killmonger had, you know, gone to Wakanda to steal the tech to make his own suit, then that yeah. was his driving force, I'd have been pissed. Mm, yeah. But I really like the fact that it's, it's already established, you know, you've got Shuri down there as Q, basically making all these gadgets yeah. and multiple suits and that sort of stuff. So it's like, well, that suit was already there. Yeah. He was crowned king, so he got to wear the necklace. So mm. I'm, um, Yeah, I think for me that was the only thing that saved it was that they didn't make a big deal about oh yeah. here's my suit yeah yeah, yeah. although yeah. at one point he would have had to have had a conversation with Shuri and gone yeah can you just change the mask to look more like a Jaguar please yeah um, it would have been her people because that's I'm like how did he get that she wasn't even around but I'm like she's obviously got a team yeah and she mm. smuggled her um, mother out of the um, and the one thing I, I didn't really like was in the in the climactic scene there the constant mask on mask off apropos yeah. of nothing just mm. so you, they could cut to a reaction shot like I get it from a cinematic point of view, but it's like well, when Iron Man's helmet retracts, either he's pulling it off himself or, you know, his AI is doing it for him. And I know that, you know, the Wakandans are, are so much more advanced with technology, but it's like, at what point is, is there a conscious thing where they're saying, oh, in my mind, mask off, mask on, just so that they can yeah, do a reaction. Yeah, because didn't she say, mask back on? Tell it to turn on, because yeah. she had that thing behind his ear, but then he didn't say anything. There was no voice command or anything. Yeah. It so, it's like thought, he knew what she meant. It's yeah. like, say it within your own, yeah. Yeah, so I almost, I almost preferred his original suit that was he pulled his helmet on and off. Like, I actually preferred that Black Panther mm. to, to this tech. Um, I understand the, the kinetic energy stuff, because obviously they were trying to do a, a throwback to... Um, like the cartoons and the comics where Black Panther has these vibranium daggers that he throws and, they, and they're kind of energy daggers and they mm. sort of glow this purple energy that he throws. So it was a, a nice way to do a real world sort of version of that. And I think for me that's what helped make it feel a bit like a sequel film because you've got the normal suit where he puts yeah, the helmet on true. and then he upgrades it. Yeah. Whereas this is his first solo film and he goes... For, and that, I... I I guess because I'm not married to the Black Panther character like I am to Spider-Man. Like, I don't know much about Black Panther's history, really. Mm. I'm only getting told, like, brief, brief stuff in, like, other animated films and then Captain America Civil War. Whereas Spider-Man, that was one thing I really didn't like about Homecoming was the fact that his suit had AI and it did yeah, everything yeah. for him. It's dumb. Like, he just went through the entire movie not knowing what to do, but his suit's like, that's okay, I can take care of it for you. And yeah, then they he threatened you. he wasn't a hero, the suit, the suit yeah, was. And then yeah, they, I they feel f- like it's a, it's a recurring thing now, is heroes can't be heroes. Whether they're a comic book hero or not, heroes can't seem to be heroes without... And and um, Homecoming did mention it, the um, the guy the guy at the desk, is that what his friend Ned called it? Like, Or the guy with the headpiece. Like yeah, something like that. There's always yeah. either an AI or there's someone down the line in an earpiece mm. feeding the information, which to me... 
takes away from your hero. Your hero, you want him to be everything. You, yeah. you, you know, you want them to have the smarts and the instinct and the and yeah. the fitness and all that sort of stuff to do all these things. But mm. it's like you're taking an element away from these characters when you put, you know, someone in a headset. Yeah, you know, or an AI and stuff like that. That's so. a pet peeve of mine when they make a superhero lose his powers, because to make him more humane or whatever. I hate it. Mm. And and I was really hoping in this one where they had the uh, oh the guy. man ape. Yeah, yeah. He came yeah, down. So, um, I was just hoping that he would just kick his ass. Like, why couldn't he just kick his ass? Because mm. you're like, what? So you, everyone can beat you down. You're not really the hero, even though he took the potion to get rid of his powers. I was mm. just hoping. Imagine he just beat his ass, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm king, bitches." Yeah, because then, then the Michael B. Jordan one for me was like, "Oh, whatever." Yeah, because yeah. I think if he beats that bloke fair and square in round one, then Michael B. Jordan beating him yeah. in the second fight, you go, "Holy so shit, better. this guy yeah. is here, and he means business." Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only thing that let it down really mm. in that in that act. Speaking of, and I did mention it in our non-spoiler something I wanted to talk about is is the opening and some of the things that were in this movie that I wasn't expecting. And one of those was that heart-shaped herb. I really didn't think they were going to go go down that track because it is a little bit sort of more mystical than what they, mm. would, they would normally do. So I was really pleased that that was, you know, a, a fairly prominent um, so thing. So in, in theory, the anyone can take that. Yeah, they can. But that's why it's so guarded. I mean, you think right. about it, uh, the Wakandans are, you know, they're a closed off society, so it's only someone within there, and then it's guarded by, mm. you know, the the priests and guards and the Dora Milaje and all that, and all that sort of thing. And you and there was that moment where um, Killmonger says, "Okay, burn it all," mm. and she's like, "No, that's you can't do that. Like they would just never think of that." Yeah. Which to me, mate, that was the one point where I was like, "Oh, Killmonger's just dumb because he's not thinking long term." Yeah. Because that's if he's it. if he's thinking long term, he's thinking, well. If he's the Black Panther now and he has a child, that child will be Black Panther. Yeah. That child or if would someone get the shoots him with a herb. dart full yeah. of that, take your powers away. Yeah. Then yeah. You get no more powers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, mate, that's that's when you've just gone, you know, full dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I did like the fact that they actually honoured that the vibranium came to Earth in a in a comet yeah. as, as an asteroid. Mm. I didn't think they'd do that either. So. so for the layman out there, it's the same material that Captain America's shield is made of, right? Yes. So how does I can't remember now in in Captain America, how did he get that? They shield? never mention it. They didn't, uh, did they? No. no, didn't they say it was a gift? It was a gift from Wakanda or something. Uh, well, no, the actually, first no, time we ever heard again, Wakanda you, was Age of Ultron. If you retroactively apply that, it's like, well no, they wouldn't give it away as a gift if no. they went to all that trouble just to get that little hammer back from um from Claw, that yeah. piece that he had that he was trying to sell. Yeah. Yeah. No, Let's they just and... um, in in First Avenger when you've got Howard Stark who's making him some prototype shields. Yeah. And he's like, "What about this one?" And he goes, "Oh, that's um, that's made of vibranium. It's the strongest substance in the world." And he goes, yeah. "And that there, he goes, that's all we've got." And he said, "It's the or the rarest metal in the world." And he said, "That's that's all we've got." You yeah. only had that much vibranium. Do you reckon you'd make a shield? Yeah. Well, you got to remember that was the 1950s. They would have known how to turn it into an energy source. Like well, no, no, no but I mean, like, that. even if oh, they, they were, a sword or or chest would, armor, chest armor, or I'd assume they'd be making it into like bullets. Yeah, they want to go true. take down Hitler. 
shoot yeah. him through three bunker walls or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that's this right. is America we're talking about, and God mm. respect to all you lovely Americans. But I'm sure in like World yeah. War Two, the height of World War Two v Germany, and they have that much uh, vibranium. They go, we could mm. make some pretty sick weapons. Well, not, not a shield. That's something the Wakandans <laughs> would do because yes. they've got old school weapons. That's something yeah. they would do. Not Howard Stark, the 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 genius mind that he was in the 1940s would yeah. go. You know what? With my technological advancements, I'm going to make a shield. Yeah. Well, maybe if, if maybe you... they found it as is. Yeah, maybe. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't melt it down or yeah. make yeah, well, anything if, out if of it. If you expand out into not just the MCU but into Marvel in general, um, adamantium, which is Wolverine skeleton and claws, is actually it's a combination of vibranium and titanium. It's an alloy of those two right. combined, is what adamantium is. Mm. And then Warpath, who was you saw him in Days of Future Past. He was the guy with the daggers that had the little sort of black smudge yeah, across yeah. his. Eye. He actually has vibranium in the comics and stuff. He actually has those those knives of vibranium, right? Yeah. So there are, I guess, other little pockets where vibranium is um is available if they've got mm. enough to melt it down and coat Wolverine's skeleton in it. Yeah, that's it. Plus X twenty three. Plus God, that it hurt. Like I don't I don't care what comics say. If you <laughs> had metal on your bones, grafted to your bones, you'd be in agony. Twenty four seven, just by moving. Well, how would yeah. your joints work? That'd be the hardest yeah. thing, I reckon. And and I was I was actually expecting the end of the movie when, uh, you know, they were trying to obviously stop Killmonger and and all those ships from going. I thought they were you know that ship when and and uh, Shiri said she has those little you know what were those emitters to. Take oh, away yeah, the effect. I, something you know, about dampening, oh, dampening uh, the vibranium, yeah. right? And. I thought that something was going to break there and that thing with that little subway would be traveling through and the vibranium would become unstable and that whole cavern was going to explode mm. and bury itself, basically. And that would explain why, at the end of the film, Wakanda wouldn't be able to help the rest of the world and, and, and advance their technologies. Because mm. you look at you know the first Diamond. If the first Diamond was a solo film never to ever get a sequel it's like he comes up with this great technology will solve the world's energy crisis that's yeah. the end of the film it's like i'm gonna do this and they just happily live ever you know ever after we don't have to rely on fossil fuels sequel comes around he's like i'm not giving this to anyone because you guys are going to make weapons out of it that's cool that explains why he would want to keep that tech and as they've went along more and more shit has popped up it's like Okay, well, if you were able to make medicine out of that, or you were able to, you know, travel at the speed of light to whatever, the world would be a different place in these films. Rather than twenty films in, their world still mirrors our world <laughs> yeah. a lot. Wakanda now coming out at the end in the mid-credits sequence, saying we're going to start to share our shit around. That should change the world within the MCU. Like theoretically, in another Hopefully, five six yeah. movies, we go and watch a movie in this franchise. And it's it's a real sci-fi franchise where that world is significantly different than ours. Well, you've got to remember, um, this movie also is keeping with what I've noticed is that, you know how, um, was it phase one or phase two, they had the recurring theme of people losing hands or arms or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The recurring theme I've noticed for phase three is none of it takes place in modern day. It's all taken past in the past. Yeah. Nothing has taken place in, like... This movie took place in, what, 2015? 2016, yeah. Yeah, and the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 did. Like, all, all these films have taken place in the past. So, yeah, so if in 2016 is when the Wakandans, you know, open up 
their borders and say, okay, well, here's all this tech. Here's our awesome stealth ships just landing in, in basketball courts. Yeah. Depending on when. <laughs> that was random, eh? Yeah. Depending on <laughs> when Infinity War takes place. Um, if it takes place in 2018, well, there's already been two years. Even, been well, to... yeah. at the very earliest, it's got to take place in 2017 because Thor, not a spoiler for you, Brennan, if you haven't yet watched it or for anyone else out there, but he specifically says he has been looking for the Infinity Stones or whatever he's been doing post Age of Ultron, which was set in 2015, he's been doing it for two years. That's right. So at the very least, he it that film takes place in April slash May of 2017 because Black Panther takes place shortly after the events of Captain America Civil War in April, May 2016. Mm. Thor Ragnarok leading, even if it's a day before Infinity War starts. Infinity War at least should, and I think they're starting to lose their way with this mixed up timeline thing. But if we look at the evidence, should take place at the very earliest, nearly a year ago, in April, May 2017. So at least Black Panther has shared his stuff with the world for about 12 months. We're still here. We're still kicking. So obviously the the Avengers won. So thank you. (laughs) So just before we finish, who's going to die in the next movie? Vision, definitely. Mate, he's going to get that stone. Oh, I know. They've shown that in the trailer, which is a bit of yeah. a surprise. But uh, He may or may not knock up um, Wanda. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, with a little little uh, robot baby. Uh, no, uh, twins, mate. Well, we, yes, yes. Wicked I'm just, and Speed. That's right. Which sets, which then sets up um, the Young Avengers. So when we oh. do retire off everybody, we've got um, a new speedster and we've got Wiccan. Because the, the way they're kind of building it up online is that Tony, it's Tony or Cap, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I know. Thor, Sebastian I mean, Chris... Stan has said he he'd be happy to take a crack at at Captain America, because uh, Bucky and Falcon have both at some point been Captain America. They're, yeah, like, they've done. And I got to feel right. sorry for those because, like, at the moment, Sebastian Stan's doing some press for I Tonya, and everyone's like, "Hey, your character was Captain America in the comics. Would you do that?" Like, he's not going to go. No. no, I'd hate to be that. Would character. you go through the Stargate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, like Chris Hemsworth, obviously, uh, off the back of uh, of of Thor Ragnarok, he's done the Dundee Australian tourism ad for the Super Bowl yeah. the last couple of weeks. So he's been doing a lot of press, at least here in Australia. And a lot of people have been asking about Thor, and he's like, "Well, my contract's up now, mm. so if we find a great script, Show you know, me the money. Taika Waititi yeah. has already said he wants to do a Thor Ragnarok two. He doesn't want to do Thor four. He wants oh, to do Thor Jesus. Ragnarok two, uh, or you know, that 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 that's style, a, that's a, a sequel to that. But he's like, otherwise, if it's not a good script, it's like, oh, I'll do it anyway. But like, if it's not a good script, of course you're going to say that. But whatever, Zeman they're all Hans, they're all. Han says, "Don't get cocky, kid." Yeah. yeah, he's he's like, otherwise, I'm done. But I, I just. I, th- I think they've gotten a, a little email from Kevin Feige going, this is what you're allowed to say and this is what you're not. Because if he comes out and goes, I'm never coming back, then it's like, well, I guess Thor's dying. You know, Even now he goes, oh, I might come back if it's a good script. He might be dying and he's just saying that until June next year when we've all you know seen Avengers 4. Um, I'm just hoping that shit gets f***ed up and people die. Like, I don't want to be satanic about it or whatever but no but well, shit has there, got there, a there has to be a, a a toll has to be paid you know that yeah. a price has to be paid yeah can if, i just be we, rainbows and if fairy we spent, tales yeah. if we spent literally 10 years building up thanos as you know the big bad yeah if, gotta... if we managed to take him down without any casualties mm. what was the point yeah, like, yeah. It, it makes doesn't make him look cuz i i feel honestly as much as I, I i love josh brolin i love the idea of thanos and how much they've been building him up very controversial. I'm sure, like, neither 
event, we've got the, the teaser trailer, the two-minute first trailer, and then the 30-second Super Bowl bit, neither have blown me away and just got me so amped up for Infinity War. I can't wait to watch mm. it, and I can't wait to be walk in there, come out and go, man, I, I was so glad that I come in under-prepared or you know less than hyped mm. than what I would you know, expect. Like to. Civil War, when you first saw the trailer of them like running. It was like, we were all yeah. just like, it's like holy shit. shit, right? You know, and there's some great shots in that first Infinity War trailer, like Vision getting the thing ripped off his head and, and Thanos punching the shit out of, well, we think Tony in the Iron Man outfit could be Pepper Potts' rescue. We don't know. It could be anything. Like, that could be Pepper Potts dying, which stirs Tony to do something. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, see, if it's a secondary character like that, I call bullshit. Like, yeah. if, if they, you know, if they yeah. kill well, a War Machine a or, something. or something like that. Yeah. Like, but. And it's got to be. It would, I guess it's got to be one of the OG six Avengers. At least one has got to go. I reckon. Yeah. Oh, if you're not going to kill off Tony or Cap, it has to be two of the other ones. You know what I mean? Do you think? Do you think they could let themselves let go of Robert Downey Jr. I think even they will. to the point where because I, I don't I've reckon Robert like with the kind of acting chops that this guy has. Yeah. Does he want to be playing a superhero forever? I just, if he's making oh, 50 when, million a movie yeah, where he can pump it into his own production company that can fund so. a lot of his he other films. He said that after Iron Man 3, he was like, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm totally done. And then they wheeled the truck with $50 million into it up per to film. the front door. <laughs> yeah. Per film. Plus back end. Yeah. It, you know, and then so he's like, oh, okay, I'll keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. And right. I mean, that, that could have just been pure negotiation. I guess you know, if just it's kind of like he gets retired. And given that, what, a year before, and he comes a year in or two as... before Iron Man, he was in prison. So it's like, you know, yeah. he's doing okay. <laughs> and I think, too, I've, I've also read another fan's bloody uh, a theory in line is that maybe he becomes a new version of Jarvis. Like, basically, he's got a copy of his own consciousness in a computer program. Ooh, so Tony Stark actually dies, like but... Robert Danny Jr.'s voice, his quips, his humour, his, his personality otherwise yeah, okay. is still... In, yeah, I in, mean, invested I could, I into could the dig franchise. That if they, if it didn't happen in the ne- in the next movie, if it yeah. happened kind of like the whatever you said, Maddie, the next Avengers, yeah, yeah, if that came in later, or have the character have know. Tony legitimately well, retire Iron Man actually, and just run Shield or or run the Avengers Initiative like he is in Civil War for all intents and purposes. But literally, you could just get Robert Downey Jr. to show up like he did for Spider-Man, but even less so. Show up in a suit and go, that's some nice work there, Hawkeye. Hey, yeah. Captain Marvel, nice to see you yeah. again. Boom. Well, he drives away with $20 off, million, dollars, you know? I think, I think it, <laughs> He's done two days' worth of work. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be, it has on, to be. Uh, might be on Netflix if you want to check it out. It's uh, I think there's two of them now. There's Young Avengers like movies. They're not great, but it's basically, yeah, so it's this new set, and it's basically... I forget who, because it's been a while, but it's like someone basically killed off all the Avengers. So Tony actually went into hiding on like an island, kind of like Wakanda that's all kind of sheltered, with like Storm and T'Challa's son, who is like a commoner. He's got electric powers, but he's also got Black Panther powers. Sick. And then like um, Thor's daughter. And so he's basically, and then he forms these young Avengers out of like these, you know, six kids. But it's old. It's like old man Logan, but it's old man Tony. And he's kind of like, he's the wise... Wow. Trainer, he's like Mr. Miyagi, sort of training. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you know that that could be something that they could do. Yeah, you know, depending where they yeah. want to take. Mm. Well, um, they're not going to the make an Iron Man four, are they? At this stage, I don't think so. I think so, I think RDJ is just happy with his um, cameos. Cameos and just <laughs> yeah, you would be popping into which other sucks too and... because the 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 Marvel one shots are canon and on the Blu-ray, I think on the Blu-ray of Iron Man three, or maybe it's just floating out there and on YouTube. Ben Kingsley's actor character 
is ripped from jail by guys representing the real Mandarin who is angry that he impersonated him and he's right. a real guy. So while all the fanboys and even me not knowing what the hell the Mandarin really was other than what that was set up in number one and number two and from little things I read online, I was pissed off at the twist in Iron Man 3. Yeah, The Mandarin as set up in Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2 is actually a real thing, but they will probably just never touch on it if yeah. they don't make an Iron Man 4. Well, he, I think he's been, in, he's, he's been a recurring villain for the fan, Fantastic Four maybe? Yeah, okay. So, so maybe yeah, maybe pops get, up in phase five, yeah, you know, when get, Fantastic Four came in and Yeah, if they get him back, that might be a might be a thing. Yeah. Mm. I think probably Iron Man three made him a bit gun shy about pursuing that storyline any further, I suppose. Yeah. The, the it's still the only solo film of theirs to make over a billion dollars, so it might make him shy, but not yeah, too but look shy. Look at all the money Batman v Superman made, mate. People are going to see f- anything. <laughs> Well, it did make a billion, and it should have. Yeah. Like, hey, no, 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 not that film, but a Batman and Superman movie the first yeah, time ever should. should have made over yeah, a billion dollars. It but should have been better. Yeah, absolutely, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd almost love to live in a world that's like where if, if you come out of a movie and you don't like it, you can ask for your money back, and that comes yeah. off the box office. Because that's they go. They yeah. go, tell them with if your dollars. If you want to go see, if you want more of these films, go see that one. I'm like, yeah, but if you go see it, you don't like it. You're you still giving them that movie. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> imagine that everyone that pumped in see that a movie. billion two <laughs> into Transformers 4 loved the movie, but they sure as shit funded another one, and it made like 500 million dollars less that's telling them with your money yeah black panther it. though i don't think will have any trouble i it again in australia it doesn't mean much to us because this film will probably make like 15 million dollars and that's huge in australia i think in america <laughs> though i'm hoping that it makes over 150 i, I just hope you know because it's again it's 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 hitting corners of the market that other films might not have and i'm listening to other people representing that part of the community that black communities will come out and watch this movie they might not have watched other superhero movies in the past mm. because finally they're getting represented in a, in a way that they never have before well in, in, in a way it's very similar to the way uh wonder woman was received yeah that it's, yeah you know yep. it's something that's not yeah. really hit the mainstream very much yes there are black superheroes but none that have sort of you know yeah, i wouldn't watch a falcon movie Boring. <laughs> Be cool. Um, so yeah, so I think, and that had a, a great response from from women going, "Great, we've got representation." Yeah, you know. So I think it's you know, yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's good. So I think if yeah, if that gets they need excited, more of that in Marvel. Go, that's the only thing they've haven't had is a really great great woman character. Yeah, which I think solo, be, which I think will be Captain Marvel. Yeah, like, I th- really, that's got a lot of good people behind it. And, and that's that's one of my favourite Marvel characters. Yeah. Um, again, because I was introduced to her via the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the first movie next year. That's a, another thing very interesting about the way they got all these movies this year, is that you got Black Panther now that's set before Infinity War. We got Infinity War in April for us here in Australia. I think May in America and wherever else around the world. Then you've got at the end of the year, or not even the end of the year, July. You've got Ant Man and the Wasp. That is from what we've seen in the trailer, set also after Civil War, pre-Infinity War. Mm. Then you've got mm. Captain Marvel, which is set in the 90s. So between That's Infinity War and Avengers this. 4... I thought we were going to get a cameo from her in this when the when the movie started. It was like 1992. Yeah. Like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Not so much. If only. But um, one thing I want to touch on, like, I... I I always love you know looking at filmmakers and who writes these movies. Ryan Coogler, I know we mentioned it before, and you said before it was well too. Brandon Creed, fantastic movie. Ryan Coogler directed and wrote that. Mm. He wrote and directed this, co-wrote this. 
That guy's our age. I know. Ryan Coogler. He's a he's a he's still for a director. He's made his third film. He's a young man, and he's just made like to go from Creed, what that was, and that was a great movie, to this sort of film. It'd be different if he had these two films in his in his resume at the end of his career. You'd be like, cool. Yeah. Look at your range. He he's doing- went from Creed. He went from Freeville Station to Creed to Black Panther. That is not a normal career trajectory. No. Is he doing Creed two? No, he's not because they wanted. To, they're about to start shooting. They already have. Well, they have started. They started. Yeah. Um. Michael B. Johnson was on Ellen the other day. Cause yeah. I watch Ellen. And then there's someone on Johnson. Google. Jordan. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Sorry. Um. And he said he's literally popped over. Um. In between takes. Like, nice. Oh, wow. they, they, they've already started. Yeah, well, they wanted that to come out at the end of the year. And initially, Sly was going to direct it. Then he gave it to some other bloke uh, to direct. So they wanted Coogler, but he was obviously going to be tied up with Black Panther until now. And then he'll mm. have to be doing the work on the Blu-ray and things. And Did Sly write it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he didn't want anything to do with Rocky. With Again, Creed. Before Creed, Coogler made him. I know. Yeah. He, he followed got him, him board. stalked him. Yeah. And so made good. him do it. And this Coogler at the time was probably 27, 28. Yeah. Talking and he read Sylvester the script and he went, Goddamn All right, Stallone. I'll do it. Yeah. Come back to this franchise again. Yeah. And, you know, he got what? At he's least a Golden Globe. Not matter. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> I'm so excited about Ryan Coogler. Whatever he's going to do in the future, whether or not Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. uh, acts with him again. But I'm, I'm, you've got to assume, though, like they did with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, this movie comes out, makes at least $100 million, hopefully $150 million in the US this weekend. Probably make you know four hundred million after a couple of weeks. They're going to go, um, Ryan. Uh, how do you feel about Black Panther two? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about in three years? Because we want to pump one of these I bad just, boys out very very quickly. I just want him to have just like a just like a weekend training session with the Russo brothers on how to film action. Though I think because for, for me that was the one sort of detractor yeah. from this film. So I think that's the the set design, um, the production value was all amazing, and there was some spectacular shots in mm. there. But I think that's one thing that he's, as someone who's directed exactly nothing in my life, <laughs> yeah. uh, Kugler, yeah, just, annoying. you know, just pick up your game a little like bit. Like even when the... uh, Martin Freeman sat up after he got healed and they did that 360 mm. shot or 720 or whatever it yeah. was, I was dizzy by I the end of it. it. There's like, you can tell that he's dude's got ideas, like, but yeah. I think just the execution in some of those is slightly off. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, there just needs to, you know, just a, a bit of a, a bit of a tighten on oh, some yeah. of those things and it'll be... Perfection. I had a nitpick. So, um, Black Panther's sister cre- created his costume, or both of them, at least the upgrades. Some of them, mm. yeah. Like the the new the two new additions in this film, the kinetic energy absorbing yeah. ones. Yep. So Michael B. Jordan puts on the gold one. Yeah. Doesn't she have a kill switch? Surely, if anyone has well, a kill, she wasn't switch, there. Remember, she was off. Um, when she out. had the two hand guns at the in the war. Oh yeah, she did come in the end with the fist gauntlet thing. Would there would there be a kill switch? It's weird. That's why I think with, so. with the idea that the um the the priests and whatnot that are looking after the vibranium flower thing, you know, the like shaped herb. Yeah, is that it's such a trusting nation? Like they're they're so above the corruption and the distrust of the outside world that everyone in that Wakanda they all support each other. Mm. Really, that's why. Um, T'Chaka's brother was such an anomaly like that he left Wakanda for enough years to be corrupted by the outside world Mm. and to betray someone so everyone in that world like he can trust Forrest Whitaker and his people to look after something that would give them the exact same powers that he does which is why the Black Panther should have just gone nah mate I'm the king 
get out. Yeah. <laughs> instead of giving him this throne or so the, p- the potential to. It's a it's a great point you raise, and I don't think you can argue against it definitively. But for me, I would just go, well, that now only now that you've yeah, raised it, I hadn't sense. thought well, of it before. I mean, is that she wouldn't need one because a Black Panther is wearing that suit, and a Black Panther would never go against yeah. Wakanda to I, the point where she'd I need to use it. I see where Britain's coming from because of this. She did use her little um, beads to activate it, yeah. like to his mm. little thing on his neck and stuff like that. But A, I would say she would have had to have made change to the suit anyway to make it look like the Golden Jaguar. Um, so B, I reckon, oh, yeah. given that when he's at the end, when he's walking around uh, amongst his people being a leader like mm. uh, Michael B. Jordan, he's got those two swords strapped to his back still. So he's always ready for, um, mm. for shit to go down. Yeah. I would almost say that he would have instructed her to get rid of any anything like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, um, before before he put it on mm. is what is where what I would buy because, yes, he made some really dumb choices in there, but he's still you know an MIT graduate and a tactical just genius. Mm. So yeah. for me, I feel like he would have he yeah, would have he could have waited a week. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like he could all have, that all that back end stuff happened very very quickly. So if you think about it, like he was king for a day. Yeah. To two days or something like that, you know. So yeah. it's Eat some grapes, mate. Chill out. Like, <laughs> yeah, like enjoy Sit on a hammock, enjoy a, the sunset. Put a play yeah. your dad was telling you about. Yeah. Like get some guys to do a recreation play. It'll be fine, you know. Just <laughs> chill out a bit. All right, that's our full spoilers review of Black Panther. Uh yeah. Get it right up, you go out and check it out again. Because, of course, you're listening to this, you've already seen it. Go and watch it again. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will be back uh, again soon-ish. We don't know when our next movie review is going to be, but we'll be back uh, soon to talk some Avengers? more movies. You could, well, definitely Avengers. Um, I know that uh, we've got some hosting rights actually in a month for Tomb Raider, so we might be back in for Tomb Raider in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Mm. We'll see. Um, but until oh, Peter then... Peter Rabbit. Peter Maddie, Rabbit. You love James Corden. <laughs> love James Corden so hard. God, seriously, would people just stop hiring him? <laughs> Hey, maybe we can do the uh, the Cloverfield Paradox or whatever it's called. Nope. Skip. I'm not here for that. Sorry. I would like, no, no, it's I would on like, Netflix. Yeah, I would like to do I that. Know. I know. I would actually like I'm to not do here. it. I'm not here for that. I've seen, I've seen the advertisements <laughs> on Netflix. So I'm yeah, just but like... It'd be fun to kind of recap. No, a, let's do our MCU chat on. instead. Um, something I do want to say though about me before we before we wrap up is uh, that mid credit sequence where T'Challa is addressing oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Brilliant piece of writing, mm. brilliantly performed, and to the writers and directors of Star Trek Discovery, who are obviously listening, f*** you, that's how you write a monologue <laughs> to inspire people, go choke on my excretions, you pathetic excuses of people. Okay. Uh, um, off the back of that, though, Matty, if I can say that one thing coming up very soon on uh, Get Into Geek is a Star Trek Discovery Season 1 Wrap up. Let the bio flow. Because one of our other shows on Get Into Geek is uh, we talk DC TV with Benny Clayton, who is a big Star Trek fan like yourself, long term, seen everything Ooh. out there like you have. I want to bring you in as well, Brennan, because you've now watched... I have to watch the second half of it. Well, you don't have to. You can come in anyway. You can come in anyway. Now, me, I've only ever seen I got Star to Trek. Thirteen, and I was like, "Yay, it's finished!" Oh shit, it's fifteen episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is there? A... So there's not that many left. It's fifteen. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Feels like 40. Yeah. I just fell asleep this year after putting the, the next one on. God, mm. it was boring. <laughs> That's okay. There is the, one of the shortest episodes in Star Trek history on there that goes for about 30 minutes. Oh, good. Slack pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we will have a Star Trek Discovery Season 1 wrap with a, a couple of long-term fans, a couple of new fans, and yeah, someone, like myself, someone like myself who's only seen, of as far as TV Star Obviously Trek the goes, good movies. <laughs> And um and now this 
<laughs> Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and off the oh, back of that chat, I found mate. myself thinking during that speech that T'Challa uh, was making, I'm like, wow, the best speech by a, a leader of a country was made by a fictional character this year. You know, right. like, And he's yeah. there saying, you know, the, the intelligent one of us open... Our, our doors, not build barriers. Yeah, oh, God, that was good. Barriers. He may as well <laughs> Are you listening, right Donald? Because yeah, yeah, they actually said a couple right of... Right down the barrel of the camera and just gone, wink with the little ding. That's right. You can't watch TV or even film without us referencing you, your peanut. So, yeah. um, and that yeah. great line about, you know, what what brings us together is more important than what divides us. Is mm. that, you know, don't put people into groups mm. to separate them. We're... We're all one tribe. Yeah, I think which was a cool way to wrap up. Because I, along... I was hoping he was going to say, "We're all one planet." Like, really? Because we are. All in this together. Na, na, na. Let's roll out with that. <laughs> <laughs>